killed my father, you killed my people! You killed my snake. Contemplate this on the tree of woe. Alright, we are live. Okay, welcome back to the Tree of Woe podcast with Jesse and Brian. Yep. Uh, today we are going to talk about our favorite movie of all time, Conan the Barbarian. came out in 1982. Which is also the year of my birth. So, so it's the greatest year ever. Yeah, well I mean I know it's not 1983 like you would like it to be. Um, yeah, hey, I'm okay being second best. It's all right. <laughs> but it did come, it came out in the year of my birth, which I'm very proud of. Like there's not much I have like that I can hold on to in life. But this is like one of the most important things to me. And it just happens to be my favorite movie of all time, too. Yeah, I mean, about the only, movie-wise, probably the greatest year you could be born in is 1984. Other than that, well, maybe... There's some good shit that came out in maybe, 84. What is it, Space Odyssey? Uh, I, we, won't, we won't get too far involved in that. Um, actually, jumping into what we're here to talk about. Uh, you want to do some quick facts on uh, on the movie? Quick facts on the movie. Okay, so this was Conan the Barbarian, the 1982 version, not to be confused with... The 1984 or the 2011 versions, which should have never been made. <laughs> All right, directed by. Okay, I want to. I don't want to fuck this up again. Directed by John M- uh, Milius, right? Milius, yes. Milius. Yes, yes. Okay. Written also written by John Milius and Oliver Stone, which I think is just crazy because I mean, I, I guess I just never really thought about Oliver Stone right helping writing Conan, but because he's like you know he's well known. Fuck, he's on Fox News all the time. <laughs> Not that I watch a lot of Fox News. Yeah, and as many times as we've seen this movie, we yeah. literally have glossed over his name. I don't know how many times. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know why exactly. All right, and the character, of course, is by Robert E. Howard. Um, I know you said you hadn't read a lot of the the original Conan works, but I love them. I love them like uh, Queen of the Black Coast. I think it's the uh, the Tower of the Elephant. I think is the other one, and I think I, I don't want to fuck up the name on that one because that is my favorite Conan story of all time. I believe that's what it's called. Either way, doesn't matter. Robert E. Howard, fucking amazing author. But if I read too much of it, it does kind of put me to sleep a little bit. I don't know why. <laughs> well, you got to remember uh, when it was made. Yeah. Yeah. 1930s. Exactly. So you got to remember the time frame. 1930s. You know, um, so it's, you know, it's rated R. Uh, the runtime is 129 minutes, which is actually. It's about what, right. It's, it, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the other fantasy movies are shorter in that time period, except Excalibur. Excalibur yeah, is pretty long. Probably even longer. Yeah. I don't have the, the numbers on me. The budget was about twenty million, which is a pretty good budget budget for eighty, you know, eighty two for nineteen eighty two fantasy movie. Yeah, <laughs> like nineteen eighty because I mean this is, yeah, I mean they, yeah they had plenty of seventies fantasy movie, but I maybe they were bigger than I thought they were, maybe they were because right now it just it doesn't sound like that crazy, and it made about seventy million, so that's that's pretty damn good for Arnold Schwarzenegger's first big movie. It didn't have like a giant following. Um, no, I mean unless you're a bodybuilder, but all right. So that's enough of the quick facts for now, but. So this is this is your favorite movie of all time, right, Brian? Oh yeah, by by far my favorite movie of all time. And um, I was pretty young when I saw this movie. I would, I mean, I wasn't double digits for sure. I was probably around eight. Um, and the impact it had on me, which you you know, being a young male, you would think it would be the sex scenes, but that was not what had the impact on me at the time. Yeah, you just read Playboy <laughs> for the articles, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of those guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, never seen one in my life. Just, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, moving on. The, um, the real reason that I love this movie to me is, uh, I know there's not as much dialogue as a lot of movies, but to me, it makes a bigger impact. Uh, I think you have to, to, 
you can almost make the character uh you can i guess identify with him about on anything because it's kind of whatever your feelings would be at that moment you can attribute to the character because he doesn't say a lot of dialogue he doesn't give a lot of insight you can all kind of tell what's going on because of you know the scene and the movie but uh he doesn't give you anything to kind of you know give you one of those well why the heck would you say this or do this kind of thing it's you can kind of relate in your own personal way uh because there's not any narration or there's not any um enough dialogue to kind of shape how you're supposed to watch it you kind of interpret it your own way and that i know it seems very i don't know intellectual for a a younger kid for a barbarian movie for a barbarian movie <laughs> um but that's why it means i guess so much to me that and you know chopping off heads and swords were cool when you're young i'm not sure you know because i started watching it probably you know between like five and seven and i know like because of the sex scenes and the deaths you probably shouldn't be watching it you know at that age right because the sex scenes you know they're at least they're good enough where you see like full frontal nudity and some mm-hmm. you know i guess it's not crazy it's not like it would be these days you oh, know people would be throwing a fit about this movie now you, oh yeah, yeah probably i mean i don't know i don't know but i I grew up loving Conan the Barbarian. I had it on VHS, um, and I used to watch it like every night. You know, so I've probably seen this movie over a hundred times. I've watched the shit out of it. I've watched just about everything about it. Um, yeah, it just—it was a huge part of my early life, man. So I, I don't know why. I, I'm not sure exactly why it became such a such a big piece. I think it has to do. Part of it has to do with the music. The music, the soundtrack, is beautiful, um, and I think that's just part of it. Like, because it tells. Even without a lot of dialogue, it tells a hell of a hell of an impactful story. Well, it um, gives you it gives you, I guess, the background mood. I guess is what you would call it, which is what music is supposed to do in a movie. Um, but I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Soundtrack is in. I'm probably agree with you. Uh, best soundtrack I've heard for a movie. I've I've had the soundtrack forever. Listened to it a billion times. Uh, and that was by uh, what was it? Basil. Basil. Ba- yeah, yeah, Basil. Yeah, Paldoris. Um, who who did mu- music for uh, RoboCop and The Hunt for Red October, I believe, and some mm-hmm. you know some other movies. So he, he's at least been around where he's done other big movies. You know, he's very well known, and like he put together this this piece for this movie, which is just, I mean, it's just it's amazing, really. Like the whole the way everything in the movie is choreographed with the music, I think is just beautifully done. And I I don't know a lot of movies that are like that. You know, I yeah. I I think it even. I go back and forth with friends about the Lord of the Rings. I think this one is better. And I get it. You know, like it's not fair trying to judge a 1982 fantasy movie to a movie made in the late nineties. Oh, that had probably what four times the budget. Probably. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. If right? not you know, more, like, it's not, it's not really fair, but for what they had in coming the barbarian, my God, my God, is it good? All right. So what, so the plot, just to, you know, like the little plot they have on IMDb for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, I would think that anybody that would click on this would have seen Conan the Barbarian. Or at least know about it. At least about know. It, yeah. I mean, maybe they have some fucking idea. Because if you don't, I mean, you really, really need to reconsider all your life's decisions. But yeah. a barbarian warrior sets off to avenge his parents and his tribe, whom were slain by an evil sorcerer and his henchmen when he was a boy. And a lot of the... A lot of the uh, Conan the Barbarian stories by Robert E. Howard, it's always about, you know, because I mean they are they are sword and sorcery. Like he was the beginning of sword and sorcery, which is seem it's not really having its heyday anymore. It's kind of it seems like it's kind of dying off. I have a few friends that write that way, 
but for the most part, you don't see it. You there's know, still um, a lot of books. There's not a lot of movies anymore. No, and there's certainly not not for this style. Because mm-hmm. you, how many fantasy movies do you get that are rated R, that have that kind of blood and guts with the sex? I mean, mm-hmm. you don't usually get that combo. Because like yeah. Lord of the Rings has pieces, but it's more like the high fantasy. Yeah, there's not, I mean, not really you don't, blood you don't or get like the. That. Um, you don't get the grit that this movie has. Yeah, like, you I know, would agree with that. It's like, you know, it's flowery and it's kind of... And they're good movies. They're good just mo- different. No, yeah. Yeah, no, of course. Because I, I do bitch about The Lord of the Rings sometimes. Yeah. Do I think The Lord of the Rings... Is, I think The Lord of the Rings is a master... You know, it's a masterpiece in its own right. It's just... I think it takes itself a little too seriously at the same time. There are... Yeah, there are... I would say there but, are times it does... I mean, there's this whole language. I mean... Yeah, every, and that's... So it gets a little far for me. So I like I like Conan the Barbarian. And I'm going to be honest, even when I play video games today, I usually play like a melee character. I think it has to do with my roots in like Conan the Barbarian and some of the early fantasy yeah, movies. Because I'm usually like a fighter, barbarian, warrior, something like that all the time. Yeah, I'm either the knight, which has a sword, <laughs> yeah. or I'm the barbarian, which has yeah. a sword. And, and, and what's funny is I almost look at... I usually ask people like, hey, if you were going to play an RPG or whatever... What class would you pick if you had a choice? Because mm-hmm. I totally judge people. By I what totally class? judge them. Like by if what you class. say you're the healer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody that just everybody wants to needs sit a back. good healer. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Every good RPG needs somebody to be the healer. But if that's your first choice, I I mean you might be, I guess a really good friend. But I always question like because there's certain guys I know that'll be like, oh, I always play a rogue, and I think I don't fucking trust you. <laughs> I do not trust you, yeah. motherfucker. And normally they're a very important piece of the puzzle. But they don't do any of the real work if you think about it. Yeah. Oh no, exactly. And and it's not that, you know, it's not that I want to be dumb and just be like beat on all the time. I don't yeah. want that either. You know, but but still. All right. So where do we want to go from here? So we got the. We covered the soundtrack. We covered the soundtrack, which is extremely well done. Um, oh, there, some of the cool pieces, just some of the acting, because uh, you'd, you'd written that down, that I think is neat. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he does a pretty decent job in the acting. You know, at least in terms he of really what, does, yeah. in terms of his ability. And you have a lot of good actors with him. But the part I want to talk about is the sword play. You know, like it was my understanding for most of the part they were fighting with basically real swords. You know, that could, yeah, have, could have severely hurt them. Yeah, I mean, blunted, um, but they're still dangerous. Still dangerous, and almost what, almost cut Sandal Bergman. She who lost part of her finger, yeah. Lost part of her finger. Yeah, and I guess almost lost her, her whole finger. I know I know Arnold Schwarzenegger got injured during the film as well, um, but the sword play is great, and I guess they spent hours, what was it, they say two hours a day, three times a week for five months uh, studying the yeah, art of the sword, arts which arts I think is... That's awesome. That's what people should do when they make movies. Because you see a lot of these, especially a lot of these uh, fantasy sci-fi movies, and the people swing swords and you're like, and I don't know, I'm not saying I know how to swing a sword perfectly. Yeah. But I look at these motherfuckers and I'm like, neither do you. No. And Conan the Barbarian, man, it's fucking sweet. Well, you like, know you real. know when there's somebody who's actually either good or trained to do this because it'll be a wide shot and it'll show the whole movement. If it's a bad, like, I would say bad acting or don't know any martial arts, don't know what they're doing, it's a close-up of their face or a close-up yeah. of the sword. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. So, you know, it's just not it's just not done well. Yes. If you're going to spend the time to do it, do it the right way. Make it look like they know what they're doing. And maybe part of that had to do, because what were you telling me earlier? They didn't have a... That Arnold Schwarzenegger did his own stunts because they couldn't find a body double. Yeah, they couldn't find a body double. He's which, too big. Which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and then, then you also said something like he had to lose a little bit of muscle mass to be able to swing the sword. Yeah, like, I mean, 
don't get me wrong, you've seen some movies after Conan the Barbarian where he's smaller because he's not doing the bodybuilder stuff as much. I mean, he's still working out, obviously. Less steroids. But yeah, less roids too. But he's huge in Conan. And he he was probably, what, maybe not half the size, but he'd slimmed down quite a bit from when he did Pumping Iron because that mm. was when he was Mr. Universe. But uh, yeah, he actually couldn't swing a sword correctly, so he had to stop working out so much because his arms were too big to swing the sword the right way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Uh, like, like I said, I, I love Conan. I'm sorry, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you know, the, I, I, I love that whole that whole idea. Like he was doing his own stunts. Sandal Bergman was doing her own stunts. They were all learning like the art of the sword, mm-hmm. and you could tell that during the movie. The movie, the the sword play in the movie is the is probably the best I've ever seen in a movie. Like from beginning to end. There's pieces in other movies that are that's really sharp. Yeah, but for the most part, not usually this one. Like, well, and like, it's not every character. You know, the last it might be samurai one was, or you know, two the last characters. samurai was pretty sharp, and there's yeah. other pieces that are really well done. Yeah, but this movie, from beginning to end, yeah, those main three characters. Oh yeah, who I know that you know Valerian, Subutai get treated as like sidekicks, but my God, if they're basically like three main characters for that movie. They all yeah. studied. The, well, know, and even the wizard, you could say yeah. four really. Yeah, Mako's great too. Yeah. Mako's great too. But I, I do want to mention Jerry Lopez though, because. Uh, Jerry Lopez plays, plays Subutai, and I think he's, let's say if he was a sidekick, he is the greatest sidekick I've ever seen in any movie. And I'm I'm totally with you there. I, The sad thing is, as much as I like Conan as the character, when I was little, I always wanted to like be Subutai for Halloween. Yeah. I always wanted to be Subutai, because he could shoot stuff with a bow, or he could cut you up with a sword. And it was just... He was one of the coolest characters. I I knew I was never going to be like huge like Arnold. So the closest I was ever going to get was going to be Subutai. Well, Subutai is awesome. Yeah. So I, I love Subutai anyway. So it makes sense to me. I mean, I don't know, man. I, that whole uh, – maybe we should get to some of the scenes in the movie. Um, I love I love the beginning. You know, just the way that movie the, – the way everything starts off, you know, with the creation of the sword. You know, when you have his – you have his wife and the and and Conan, the, you know the boy standing in the background, you know with with the, with the lighting in the forge, you know, and it's just kind of flickering on their faces. I fucking love it. It's it's just a great, you know, the whole family kind of you know pitches in to make this awesome sword. Well, that's a ton of work to make a sword. Yeah, to make yeah. that sword, she's etching a, a fucking beautiful hilt. Like the the, the sword is gorgeous. The you know, runes, and then you work, and then you everything. Yeah, yeah. So you get and you you have that you have a. You know the the soundtrack playing in the background, which is fucking amazing, and all the choreography between the making the sword and, and really all the scenes in the opening part, all the scenes and, and and what's actually happening, and then it leads you to the mountain with Conan and his father. Mm-hmm. You want to pick up there? Um, yeah. So in that scene, I would kind of call it the prologue scene. Uh, it's kind of after the open. I guess you would call them the opening credits. It's the first, the, f- the first dialogue. The really. first dialogue part yeah. uh, in the whole in the whole movie. Um, so it's, is Conan and his dad and he's talking to him about, um, the sword and kind of general life lessons kind of, um, but, um, uh, he can, you know, he can trust the sword. He can't trust men or women or beasts, um, but he can trust the sword and the riddle of steel and it sets up so much of the movie, um, and he's teaching him about crumb. Yeah. And he's teaching God, him, teaching right? him life lessons basically. So it's a very powerful moment, and it sets up kind of the bond and relationship uh, between the father and son, uh, which becomes really important right after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that next scene where their village gets raided, um, and I would definitely suggest anybody who doesn't even want to stay for the whole movie, 
watch the first 20 minutes of it, you know, like, cause this, that next scene. And, and like I said, I hate to keep beating the same drum, but the choreography based on what's in and with what's going on, the actual action, um, in that next scene where they're going to be raided by Thulsa doom, Rexor, Thor, you know, Thorgrim and their whole army is, is just amazing. Like it's, it's really well done. You have that Pictish scout that's standing on that rock. Mm-hmm. And when he stands up, the choreography between him standing up and the cavalry coming in. Well, and the music and everything. The yeah. music, yeah, is perfect. And his dad, like, all the cut scenes you see of, like, his dad, like, even his mom and his dad and all that stuff, man, it's, it's, there's so much impact. There's no dialogue. So much impact by all the little scenes. You know, and you go through where his father gets killed and the, and the, the fucking music's amazing. And then you go through with, with his mother, with also Doom killing his mother. And that yeah. whole scene, you know, just the kid, and the kid never even speaks. Doesn't speak, but I, you know... The, he's he's fucking great at facial expressions. Oh yeah, and when his when his mom's hand slips out of his hand, I love I love that whole scene. Yeah, the impact of that scene, and and not to jump in too much here, but my wife who has never seen this movie watched it with us tonight, and um, the impact it had on her, she why she didn't like the moment because of what happened. You could tell it made her mad. You could tell yeah. that they did it right because it gave her the emotional reaction as you. You know, if that was your kid, it gave her that kind of impact. Yeah. She hated the scene, which I totally get <laughs> yes. because of what happened. But just think about how much impact with no dialogue that that had on somebody, especially for the, you know, seeing it for the first time. Um, it's a fucked up scene. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fucked up. I, it's it's a, beautiful, it's an, though. definitely an emotional that's, scene. That's the one thing. Like, the, the movie is beautiful. Like, I mean, it just, it really is. Um yeah, and that scene is solid. Now, it kind of slows down after that. You have Conan being sent to, slow. what, the Wheel of Pain. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I believe it's called the Wheel of Pain. And yeah. what was he grinding? Uh, grinding some kind of wheat. Wheat, wheat or grain. Wheat or, I can't remember. Or, what some it, kind of grain, either corn or wheat. One something. Or two. Something. So he just stands there for the next 20 years yeah. pushing this wheel <laughs> in yeah. circles. Just And I don't know if everybody else dies or if they just leave or, or what. Or they get sold off. Because they're technically slaves, so they could just get sold yeah, off. Yeah, eventually he's just pushing it by himself, yeah. you know, before he becomes a pit fighter. Yeah, so basically he's he's the last one standing, I guess if that's what you want to call it. Um, and he's huge. I mean, it shows his transition from basically boy to kind of teenage, and it just shows how big he gets and how strong. And I, I'm not sure if they would... They don't say it now. I know later on they say he becomes like a prized possession because of so many wins in the pit. But uh, I think he gets sold off to like the, his owner that turns him into a pit fighter. Yeah, I believe that's what happened. Yeah, in the no, that, I think that's I think that was part of it. Yeah, my favorite part in the pit scene was like when he's when he has like those like almost like bear claws mm-hmm. like his weapons. Yeah, and, and I think that just looks sweet, you know. And, and you know, and some of that other, I wish he would have had a hammer during that like Thorgrim has, but I don't know. Either way. Because there's you know there's a couple parts I didn't like as much. I'm not huge on the pit fighting scene, yeah. but that piece. Well, it's an important piece because it turns him into, it it makes him able yeah. to do what he's able to do well, later in the film. If and, he doesn't have yeah. that, he can't do it. And some of it, he's it, like his facial expressions with. I mean, I don't, I'm not making fun of the other part. Like when you know the first fight, he has yeah. that like oh, you know when he gets bit on the neck, it looks really stupid when you see it in the movie. But uh, later on, like he just there's a certain viciousness to him um, when he's when he's pit fighting, and I think that part's pretty cool. Well, you can you can see the confidence and what it means to, and I think they actually say this in the narration, what it means to be uh, praised and I guess wanted. It's, it's, yeah. it's not the exact words they use in the yeah, narration, no, but, but it's basically, basically what they're getting at. Basically, he kind of figured out his worth. Yeah, in the world. I think that's what they actually call you it. You know, um, yeah, and, and 
That's all cool. It, it, it leads to one of the funny. Well, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not sure about funny scenes, but it leads to the whole when he's with like Genghis Khan guy, you know, and he's <laughs> like Conan, yeah. what is best in life? <laughs> yeah, one of the biggest quotes in the scene. Yes, which I, or I in love. The movie, sorry, in the movie, I love that scene. You know the crush enemies see them driven before you and to hear the lamentation of their women you know and, and that's actually the shirt i'm wearing right now too. <laughs> yeah thank you chris powell <laughs> he, he bought it for me for christmas um but yeah no that scene man that, all that stuff it, it it sets the movie up really well you know and and then soon after you know he throws the bitch in the fire <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we don't the have famous to, witch scene. I don't plan on going through every little piece, but you know, but it just sets up the meeting with Subutai, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, it's like his first friend he's had in his whole life. Yeah, literally. I mean, you obviously don't know before the sword was made if he had a friend, but his first friend he's had in what at least twenty years. Yeah. Well, and there were there were <laughs> other kids taken away in that village, so they did become slaves. So maybe one of those kids was a friend, but most likely all of his friends died. Yeah, including his parents and his hopes and dreams. Yeah, they were kind of crushed. Kind yeah, of, kind of crushed. So, I mean, but then, yeah, and then soon after that, soon after that, you know, when they're going to the tower, um, which tower was it? It's Tower of Set. Yeah, Tower of Set. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they then you get to meet Valeria, who then, they don't ever say her name. They don't ever say her name, which I find so weird because we read that earlier, and then we went and watched the movie, and I'm like, how and the they fuck did we know that this was Valeria? Like, yeah, I literally have known that since I was little, and I have no idea. Yeah. It's, how I found that out. It's really weird because I never even questioned it. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't either. And I don't remember there being like a moment where it was like, oh, that's her name. No, I, yeah, I, I never remember having that. So I'm, I must have seen it somewhere or maybe there's... It might be on the box of the movie or fuck, something. I, don't, I haven't I don't looked know. at the box of the movie in so long. Either way, Sandal Bergman, she play, she does a hell of a job. And even though... Because it's kind of the same thing with her and, you know, and Sigourney Weaver, other than them both being like strong female characters. Yeah. They kind of have, this is going to sound a little, maybe it sounds a little sexist too. They kind of have like plain faces, but I think they're so gorgeous. I don't know what it is. Like there's something about them. Like you would think that, like you wouldn't see that today. Well, there's something about. You wouldn't see a lot of female actresses today that look like that. Not that like play the main roles because they're always like the real, I don't know. I don't know if everything's fake today or what. I hate to use the word. I wouldn't say the word is common. I would say the word is more relatable. Yeah. Like, well, you tell me how many supermodels are going to be. Yeah. Chicks that are kicking. Well, people. and that's the thing. And Sandal, like, if, in terms of that era, like, in terms of the era they're trying to portray, ten to twelve thousand years ago, mm-hmm. her and and Arnold Schwarzenegger look like they fit. You know, like their facial expressions, their their faces, their bone structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, like I said, I still think she's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. That's not that's not what I meant. Especially when she's in like black and white paint. <laughs> you know. You know, I, I love. I grew up loving Sandal Bergman. I wish I, I would love to meet her. I wish I would have made it to that Comic Con. To go see her. Yeah, she, uh, she does still hit the Comic-Con circuit. Uh, I don't know how much, but she does, is still on it. Uh, yeah, she would be great to talk to. Uh, yeah. It would be amazing to talk to her. No, yeah, it definitely would be. You know, and that, that leads us to one of the cool, uh, one of the coolest visual effects in the movie, which is the snake in the, in the tower. Yeah, when they go down and, and they find that, they find the Eye of the Serpent, which this may be a bad plot point to me, but... Would you really step over that snake? <laughs> no. If I saw that snake, because, I mean, he's just doing it for riches, right? Yeah. And this snake is fucking huge. I, or at least, at least, I mean, sorry, I'm maybe I'm a little more cautious than most people. I think I'd put my sword through the snake first. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like, hey, let's... <laughs> let's take care <laughs> let's of this. Let's nip this in the bud. It's sleeping right now. Let's yeah. just kill the snake, and then I'll steal the shit. Yeah. Now, granted, you might wake up and let other people know you're there, but... 
is that really a you know a risk you're willing to take <laughs> yeah no not not me not me especially when the snake dude is because obviously the snake's its head was so big that it could just swallow him too. It, yeah, it, wasn't, it would just swallow like one this bite. This is a fucking garden snake or something. Yeah, this is the fucking most the largest snake I've ever seen in, in my life. There's actually one of the stories I can't think of what it's called. Ah, oh, fuck, I can't think of it. But another another good Conan story has to do with him being like locked in a prison, mm-hmm. uh, basically, and it, it ends up him fighting like a gigantic fucking snake, kind of similar. Because a lot of the movie they did a good job of taking pieces from some of the books and some of the stories. And uh, adding them in in different ways, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the same thing they do with Samuel Bergman later um, when Valeri dies, you know, in some of the in some of the lines she gives, even though it wasn't from the Valeri character, I think it was from the Queen of the Black Coast. But they do they do a really nice job. Uh, John <laughs> John Milius, Milius. Yeah, Milius. We're, we're sorry we Fuck, butchered man. butchered his name, but yeah, I don't want to butcher the guy's name. I mean, I can't. I don't know if he's dead or not. <laughs> but if if he's not, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Let's just call him John. Yeah, we we really like your work. We're sorry we're having yes. trouble with your names. Yes, it, it, of course we can like pronounce Arnold Schwarzenegger just fine. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like these, it's like a six letter word. It's like oh fuck, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea about our this grasp one. of the English language is is waning. Or yeah, wanting. yeah. So so my, one of my my favorite scene is the orgy scene. That's like you know right after and not for obvious reasons. Yeah, not for all the sex, which there should have been more sex in the movie. Uh, I think it was lacking. Um, but that orgy scene, though, when they have the black and white paint on them, I love that whole scene. The the music that is like, other than the beginning, which I think the, I think the beginning piece it has like one of the strongest pieces of music, mm-hmm. and then I think the orgy scene is like one. Of, it's right up there with me. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, I guess I should backpedal though and say, when when he's on the tree, when Conan is on the tree of woe, mm-hmm. I also love that music when Subutai is coming because it's just like. Uh, it's like a marker, you know, that you know that, that his friends coming to him to save him, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, just the music change. So you, yeah. And then then the idea that well, is this just an hallucination? <laughs> yeah, because you've then been it, in the desert. That's for what I'm saying. Who knows that, how that's long. the other part about it, just being completely choreographed. Like yeah. it's it's done so well because it you know has that pause there to kind of played up, you know, mm-hmm. after Conan, you know, he sees says, him and then he doesn't see him again. After yeah. Conan bites the dead vulture, I guess. <laughs> that's what you said, right? And that was the uh, truth? Well, it, it, whether that's true or not. Okay, it may not be This is what true. I read. But they had like a real vulture kind of on him. And then he, <laughs> yeah. he had, then he bites a vulture. And that vulture that he bit. And then he drops it. Yeah. Was supposedly a real dead vulture. <laughs> so supposedly they had to rinse out Arnold's mouth with a bunch of disinfectant so he didn't get sick from chewing on a Man, dead vulture. I hope, I, I swear to God, I hope that's so true. <laughs> all right, but going, going back to the orgy scene. Cause that's the, yeah, they're all, they're all painted up, man. The, the scene's kind of working out perfectly. Then, the, you know, when, when Subutai kills the cook, like the music comes on perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's amazing. Like the, um, well, it's amazing the sword what play they in that scene. Yeah. Yes, and all the sword play, that whole scene is just great. You know, and you have... You have Conan uh, killing, which it's kind of sad because all these guys, man, were just like they were just having sex. They were they, they, they were on top of the out. world. Yeah, you know they're eating people. They're <laughs> they're having sex with all these girls. You know they're living the life, right? You know total. this is. Oh, think about it as the oh prehistoric Playboy Mansion. Yeah, like you're, that's probably the best way you could put that. You're you're a cannibal. You're having an orgy. You know, your master's a snake. <laughs> Everything's great. And then this fucking barbarian comes in and just destroys everyone, right? And, you know, like he goes up there and he pours out all their good food. <laughs> yeah. Know, pours like, that you know how out. hard that was to make? I mean, come yeah. on. I know. You know how many people they had to sacrifice for that? <laughs> Human porridge, you know? But then they... 
so they do all that and then you know then there's that scene which um you know with with ben davidson who plays rexor uh one of thalsa doom's uh thalsa doom's minions you know whatever one of his one of his sidekicks or bodyguards or whatever mm-hmm. You know, and and Conan just basically he's flexing with his sword, which I know. Ba- yeah, basically. I guess if toxic masculinity existed, <laughs> this would be like this would be points. pretty close. This would be like I me, mean, short of him bringing the sword out and doing like <laughs> yeah. some. Uh, oh, yeah. what would you what you what do you call that? Peck <laughs> exercises. Yeah, I mean that's about yeah. the only way that scene could get more masculine. Yeah, like it is, <laughs> and, and maybe that's maybe that's why I love it so much. That scene is just perfect, you know. And then and then uh, Ben Davidson's just like you. You know, I love that whole scene, dude. Like, because, you know, that was after Conan just came back to life. Mm-hmm. That's the first yeah, they time they've they seen him. him. You know, like, I don't know how many people they've seen brought back to life. I'm going to guess by their reactions, none. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this guy, like, you know, like I said, he just kills all those people at the orgy. And then they have this, that, that battle scene between him, Rexor, and Thorgrim is awesome. You know, I, I fucking, I love Thorgrim with his hammer. Like, that yeah. is, it's just badass, dude. <laughs> that whole scene, it's one of the best battles i think i've ever seen in any movie um mm-hmm. in terms of sword play and the way the battle goes down it's so cool i don't know yeah i mean the fact that they knocked a big pillar of uh, marble granite whatever <laughs> yeah. probably marble the, the the comedic relief that they get from knocking the, yeah with thorgrim <laughs> what he looks what he like he's looking and then he looks at his hammer and then he looks at the thing and he turns his head and it's like <laughs> Oh my god! Like, did I did just, I just do, do that? Yeah, you know, he has he has no lines in the movie. The only time I think you even hear him make a noise is when he gets stabbed through the chest. <laughs> yeah, because did you hear like you know what? You're right. That's the only time he makes any noise, and it is no dialogue. It's just yeah, yeah, and it's really like I mean his his grunt is fucking. He has a deep voice. I mean, yeah, you can tell the guy has a deep voice. And I don't I don't know if we said it in this version or not, but Thorgrin, he was also the guy that played in Gladiator. Um, he was the he was the guy that fought Marcus Aurelius, uh, who had never lost a battle in the in the pit. I think they call him the Lion Gladiator, or yeah, lion, whatever. Because yes, because yeah. he basically has a lion, yeah, lion mask, mm-hmm. um, golden lion mask, and then he's also in the Running Man, which we'll talk about later as the main bodyguard. But all right, uh, so where were we at with that? So we had Rexor, we had Thorgrin. We had we talked a lot about the wizard or w- or Thulsa Doom, really. Yeah, really, because really, we, we probably should be building up Thulsa Doom a little bit. Yeah, we, I mean, you don't the th- you don't get a whole lot of backstory on Thulsa Doom other than he uh, obviously likes to raid villages and kill people. Um. Yeah, you know, all that that's that's <laughs> funny because and then it kind of backtracks a little bit. We didn't go perfectly through the movie, but who gives a fuck? You know, who, whatever people if they've been watching if they watch Conan, they'll know the movie. Yeah. So when you have before you have Conan get put on the tree of woe, mm. um, which was where our name comes from, uh, you have him. You know, you have Conan there with, you know, with Thulsa Doom getting his ass with kicked. Rex, well, and Rexor and Thorgrim are all there. Yeah, and he's and he's basically like, you know, you, you killed you killed my father, you killed my mother, you killed my people, you, you took, took my, my father's, father's sword. sword. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, must have been when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> so Thul, you know he doesn't even fucking remember but basically when Thulsa Doom was younger he's a, he's a wizard um, an evil wizard a sorcerer uh, you know he used to just, just go destroy villages and steal all their you know steal weaponry and you know they built like the largest I'm guessing a large army you know uh, with the ton who now runs a giant cult well you uh, say if nothing else they have a lot of cultists well yeah people yeah. that would die for you know die for their cult mm-hmm. right because I mean they just he'll be like come to me my child and people will fucking jump off cliffs and 
they'll do whatever and they'll just die right away and they'll just give their life form all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has, and he has some of the best lines in the movie, which I mean, deservedly so. It's James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones who has one of the greatest voices of any actor, uh, and with all the stuff he's done, everybody knows what he's done. But um, just the quotes that he has. Um, Oh, where he's talking about when she jumps off the cliff and he goes, that is strength. That is power. (laughs) The strength and power of flesh. flesh. You know, and that whole, yeah, the whole scene is cool. And then it ends, of course, with the, you know, contemplate this on the tree of woe. Which will be a soundbite drop sometime Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it'll, by the time this is out, it should be at the fucking beginning. (laughs) Yeah. And then you can be like, oh, look at this. These guys (laughs) predicted the future. But yeah, that scene, that scene is awesome. Um. And that kind of, you know, you kind of go through it and you eventually get, because the next, the next big scene is when Valeria dies, um, yeah. which sucks. I, yeah. I hated that even when I was a kid, but it looks, it looks real as shit, dude. Like he shoots, it's the coolest thing. He's just like seek. And I, I use that actually in one of my, I was writing a fantasy story and I've, I've used that before on some <laughs> stuff. So I kind of, I kind of, you know, put it in there. It's just like a Conan reference that nobody will ever it's, get. It's an Easter egg that nobody will but, understand. Yeah. yeah. He straightens out that, he straightens out that snake as an arrow and fucking fires it all the way through her body. And it just looks cool when Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls it out of her body, man. It looks, it looks real as shit. It looks mm-hmm. like she has a real snake inside of her body. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I don't know. And, and that sucks. And it was kind of it leads to like the goofiest line of the you know the movie. She's like, you know, let me breathe my last breath into your mouth. You know. Yeah, which I always thought was a weird scene. And then what she yeah. told me tonight, well, make, yeah. it makes it, it puts it into a different context because I didn't know that. Until and, you and, told I, me that. and I didn't either because that was always my that was like the worst fucking line I'd ever seen. Right. Yeah. And then I and I believe it's from Queen of the Black Coast. Like that, almost that whole piece is from Queen of the Black Coast. When because the girl that he's with ends up dying because they're I think they're fighting like some flying gargoyles or something in it. But she ends up getting injured and like and like dying. And I think that's I think that's the exact words that she uses. I should have looked it back up for this uh, before we came on. But either way, I'm sure a lot of people haven't read it, so they probably won't call me out on it. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it definitely was exactly in there. And uh, well, I should take your word for it. Yeah, no, it's. And that, that's a solid story. And that sucks. Because, um, like, basically everything Conan's lever loved, other than, like, Subutai and the wizard, everything which, else has died. Which, depending on the progression of the movie, you know, he, he Subutai left him in the second one, technically, so. Yeah. Where the fuck did Subutai <laughs> yeah, go? where did Subutai go? Where, <laughs> no. where in the world is Subutai? Okay, so that, that, that sets us up for the last, for the, basically the last scene, the last mm-hmm. battle. You know, where, where Conan, Subutai, and Mako, the wizard, where they have it out with Rexor, Thorgrim, and uh, and Thulsa Doom. Kind of Thulsa Doom. He well, kinda, he's kind of the chicken. He, I guess he does kind of just stay back as a general. Yeah. And he just lets everybody else, well, die. Yeah. Normal he, cultist leader. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think that scene that scene is done so well. And one of Conan's fa- my, one of his fa- favorite lines in that part for me, one of my favorite lines in that movie. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. People will get that. Um. Is when Conan is praying to to Crum. Oh yeah, you know, that's that's a very important, I think, poignant part of the the movie, um, where he's praying, especially since he's never, at least he says yeah. he's never done it yeah. before. Even though earlier <laughs> in the movie he said, "I seldom pray to him." Yeah. So I think Conan, it's possible that he's a liar. <laughs> you know, possibly he's like, he's like i never prayed to you before he, he's probably told some people he never punched a camel either so yes yeah. yes well would you, i plan on getting to that still the oh, whole, okay the whole okay, we'll camel get, we'll get back to the whole camel punching oh that's coming yeah. oh, that is that's coming hard <laughs> what what i don't know what you're saying man. i'm just drinking coke over here um drinking huh yeah yeah i wish oh i wish <laughs> send 
Send your white baggies to Brian's house. Oh, I forgot. That wasn't on this one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was edited out All right, earlier. So, so we, yeah, he kills. And I think the, 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 the battle between him, Rexor, and Thorgrim earlier was great. And I think this ending piece is also it's it, maybe it's not as good it's not it doesn't it's well, not as iconic for me but it's pretty awesome. All the foreshadowing up to that point. I mean, if you didn't have this scene, yeah. a lot of the earlier part of the movie doesn't make sense because they foreshadow Valeria's death and her coming back. Yeah, so much. Yes. I mean, it's pretty blatant. And she really. comes back basically as a Valkyrie. Yeah, um, and saves his life when Rexor is going to kill. Oh, him. and this this is a point I want to get to before you forget about it. Is this is one of the few movies that I have ever seen where all of if quote unquote i don't call them sidekicks but sidekicks technically save the main character's life in the movie like i can't think of any other movie where uh the main character didn't didn't come and save them because they did something stupid well conan doesn't do anything stupid but you know the wizard brings him back to life valeria saves his life in the end supatai brings him off the tree of woe i can't think of another movie where their sidekick saved their life well and think and if you really think about it Conan never saved their lives once. Yeah. Right? I mean, they like fight I'm, together. I'm thinking about it right now. But he's Well, a, I guess that Subutai he does. Because he, uh, he unchanged Subutai. At oh, the okay. So yeah, technically cause, he cause, saves... Because he was going to be dinner for Wolf. Yeah. He was going to... <laughs> dinner for Wolf. Yeah. So he technically saves Subutai. But he doesn't save Valeria. Yes, but like any, t- any other time... Or the cause, wizard. Because the other times their lives are in danger. Yeah. It's because of him every time. And technically, Subutai may not have died. He may not have died at the beginning part if he would have been left alone if Conan wouldn't have killed the witch, who I'm guessing chained him up there. <laughs> yeah. So he, he killed the person. You really know. So then you got to take care of the guy. Yeah. So if you think about it, Conan is the worst friend in the history of the world. Oh, yeah. No, it's all about him, man. Like, yeah. he's a selfish motherfucker. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just all, and then it's all about his revenge. You know, nobody else. No. Yeah. Because nobody. Subutai, you can't, you can't hold grudges. Valeria, you can't do this. Yeah. You know, uh, and that's it. Yeah, you, we can't just take the money and go have fun. Yeah. She just wants... I mean, She really, wants to have a life with him. She's gorgeous. She's a hell of a fighter. She's a great thief. Mm-hmm. She just wants to have his children. She just wants to be with him. Yeah. And he just ditches her. Yeah. So, you know... So... And, which is pretty fucked up, dude, to have that kind of a night with her and then leave her afterwards. Um, So, I'm not also, sure where... Also known as Pretty Woman. Yeah. I'm not sure what kind of... I'm not going to vouch for what kind of guy Conan is because I don't like... I don't like that he would do that to his friends. Or his... Love interest, yeah, or his love interest supposedly, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, you know, you get you get through all that. He he just he defeats Rexor and, and Thorgrim, and then it's all about you know the last scene of him uh, getting to Thulsa Doom and cutting Thulsa yeah, Doom's head. Finally, off. after his whole life, he's been waiting for this moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And this it all culminates in him chopping the guy's head off, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty sweet. Pretty okay, sweet. so what what we miss here? We miss the camel punching. Oh yeah, which is a brief moment in the movie, but. This yeah. movie, especially after you've seen it as many times as we have, there's a lot of maybe hidden, I don't know if you call them hidden, but maybe you wouldn't quite get it first, comedic moments. Um, but th- they're coming through, I, they just talked to, uh, oh, I guess you would call them the merchant. Yeah. Uh, they just ate their black lotus, their stygian. Yeah. <laughs> black <Yeah>. lotus, stygian, <laughs> the best. And they act like it's they're drunk, so I don't know if it was like, a drug? <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it had to have been a drug. Yeah, right. I, or maybe even like a hallucinogenic because, you know, he sees that llama or whatever, and he just, or maybe it's an alpaca, but yeah. he sees whatever and he just starts laughing his ass off, you know. And, he, and right before that, he's like, "They're all sluts," yeah. you know. He's like, "He's dead already." They're definitely drunk. I mean, you don't. So they're, I'm assuming the black lotus is 
a hallucinogenic. <laughs> yeah, they're fucked up, but then he punches the camel, and that that scene made me laugh. That like the it first still so makes many me times, laugh. Yeah. it's it's so funny because I mean you don't and you we don't, don't see that many movies where they animal punch violence. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I would at least try to knock a camel out, you know. <laughs> and then the second one, this the second Conan movie where. He uh he he says something doesn't he like apologize to it or something Yeah, I think in the second he movie apologizes he apologizes to it and it spits with... on him and then he knocks that one out too. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably the only redeeming quality of the second yeah, Conan the, movie. The second the second Conan movie is not good. Um <laughs> but that's a strong point. You know, uh okay, so was there anything else that we didn't cover in the first Conan movie that we need to cover for sure? I think we hit the high points. We didn't talk uh well, we didn't talk a lot about the wizard, but uh, we we definitely threw him in there. No, yeah, because Mako the wizard, you know, he's probably one of the best wizards. I like he's one of my top two favorite. Um, with there with Merlin from Excalibur, nineteen eighty one. I love them. You know, they're both both kind of comedic relief, but also they ha- they obviously have powers. You know, they're both you know strong wizards, and Mako's just he's just fucking hilarious. And the the Samurai Jack stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely serves a purpose. I mean, there's some movies where they just oh we need something to look, you know spice the movie up. Let's throw a wizard. Yeah, in. but uh, he yeah. definitely serves a very important role. And he comes back. He comes back for the for the second movie. Um, and he's still him and Conan are not bad in the second movie, but the, 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 the one of the problems, you know, the first one is rated R. Mm-hmm. The second one is either rated PG or PG 13. I can't remember which I it is. I think it is PG 13. I want to say this. I want to say in the first one though, there was only PG and rated R. There was no PG 13 at the time. And by the time the second one came around in 84, there was, and that's what it was. And like all of his kill scenes, it's, it's like close-ups on Conan, the barbarian, you mm-hmm. know, instead of them seeing any kind of damage he does, there's virtually no blood. There's like no sex. So they're basically ruining the fucking franchise. Um, but you get Wilt Chamberlain, who who does a decent job, but you get like the worst fucking sidekick in the world. Oh, yeah, he's awful. The sidekick. Psych- I mean, not not Mako, not the wizard. He's good. This The thief, rogue, whatever you want to call him, sidekick is yeah. awful. One I of the worst. Mean, one of the worst ever. He is so bad, I don't even know his name. I don't either. And I've been, I've I seen know that what movie. he looks like. I've I been, don't I've still name. seen the second one. I've probably seen it 20 times. Oh, um, yeah. And I have no fucking clue, and he's just bad. Like he, ugh, he doesn't even die in that movie, does he? No, I don't he, think he, he does. Helps. Remember at the end when Conan kills the uh, the final monster? I don't know what his name is. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, and the thief runs out and puts his foot on him. Yeah, like yeah, he killed him. That guy, yeah. he is he is fucking horrible. <laughs> you know, and like he's it, the guy at works that takes credit for all your work. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as bad as like it's not like Red Sonia level bad. Um, yeah, which I can't even watch that. Where movie. you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger comes as Calamdor, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's it's fucking stupid. You said you didn't even watch the whole thing. No, right? I it's watched. Bad. I don't even think I watched 15 minutes of Red Sonja. Yeah, it's so bad. What we were talking about earlier is Sandal Bergman. She's in that as well. She's like the main bad guy. Um, and then you had the newest Conan movie from in 2011, which I thought, man, like it, it just completely. There's pieces in the original Conan. I'll, let me back up. In the first Conan, there's pieces that don't make exact sense. Like the plot's a little funny. The the Conan character is a little weird. It's mm-hmm. a little different, like because the Conan from the books, he's a pretty smart thief. Yeah, like he's pretty intelligent. And they make Conan in a movie. He seems kind of dense, right? Like he's kind of dumb. There's not when a whole lot things, there, is what it seems like. Yeah, when, yeah. When he sees things, he's like, oh, what is you know, like like when the witch. Throws, Although he like, hasn't had a lot of life experience, you got to give him a pass true. on some of that. That's true. So maybe that's part of it. But like when the witch throws, you know, earlier in the movie. When she throws that little thing in the in the fire, he's like, "Whoa, man! Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm like so, so so scared, you know, or whatever." Like there's times where 
he's really caught off guard and it seems like he's just like completely dense like there's nothing going on up there <laughs> yeah um and and, and, I, and i don't know maybe it, you know i'm sure it had to do with them them being worried about if you know his, his accent and how thick it was and whether you know how many lines they would actually give him so maybe that's yeah. part of it but a lot of his expressions are really dumb and conan the barbarian wasn't dumb like he was he was intelligent enough to kill wizards and yeah. not in, in the books i mean like it would it wasn't just like a Hey, sneak up behind him, and he tries to do this little. Th- no, it mm-hmm. wasn't like that. Like he, he had to go through a process to actually kill these. You know, he needed the right people around him, or he needed to do the right things. I mean, it was always, you know, they're like some of them are like dungeon crawler type of things. You know, where yeah. he well, has to be smart. Think about it, it for the time period. What would have been the most powerful thing you can think of? It's a wizard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, I, you can't really think of anything other than if you bring in somebody like a Superman, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it would have been the all powerful character or uh, person of the day i guess you would call it but one thing that at least in my experience with the old conan stuff the stories and maybe there's a story that i just can't think of but i can guarantee you like in the 20 2011 version conan didn't give a shit about slavery no okay he wasn't like he's not thinking no, that hard about that yeah and like in the old movie he like he said like we were talking about he, he didn't even save his friends you know like no. he, they would follow him around so he could get his revenge yeah and they would have he to save his care. life yeah. And, you know, and he got himself killed. And well, they I, had to bring him back, you know? He cared that Valeria died. Yeah. No, he, but and he aside loved, from that. <laughs> Conan still loves. Yeah. But in the new one, you know, it's like, no man shall live in chains. And it's like, who the fuck wrote this? Yeah, because this is not and, Conan. And if there is if there is a piece in one of the Conan stories, I'm sorry. I, I just can't. I can't even imagine it. And I don't see Conan because Conan was like, you know, he didn't. He was like a chaotic, neutral type of character. Mm-hmm. He only gave a shit about himself, and he was just like, "Fuck it," you know. And he he was gonna steal his way to the top, you know. And he would mm-hmm. save women and do this, but he would only he didn't do it just like, "Oh, I gotta make he sure I do save it this for person." To better no, 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 civilization, no. he no, did no, no, it no. for his own gain. Yeah, for yeah. his own gain, he's gonna sell this person back. He's gonna have sex with this person. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. You know, he was, you know, he was a thief. Oh yeah, he, he wasn't like a. It's, it's not like he was like the most honorable guy, you know. I'm, well. <laughs> You get to the point in some of the newer stuff is you try to write a non-flawed character, and you can't do that because people can't relate to a yep. a no-flaw character because they don't exist. And some of them they call them Mary Sue's and some of the stuff. Yeah, um, depending on what term you want to use. D- yeah, independent. Those people don't exist. You can't relate to them because yeah. I don't care who you are. Even the Pope has a flaw. Yeah. No, and I think that and it's always good. Um, you haven't you haven't you haven't watched that Viking show, have you? Yeah, I've watched the Vikings. Have you yeah. watched? Because yeah. because Ragnar Lothbrok, I think, is a great. I know I don't want to get off like the topic here, mm-hmm. but like in terms of characters, they give him some like he he's a fucking great character, but he has some major flaws. Yeah, and you still like even after you watch like after I watched all the show quite a few times, I'm like I still love this guy even though he has these major flaws. Yeah, like he's fucked up in some ways, but that's that's what you have, I think that's what you have to do because it seems more real. You know, when it's just like, oh, well, everybody has their thing they're going through yeah. that either it either motivates them or haunts them or something they're dealing with. And if you don't have that, it's hard to latch on. And re- I mean, like I said, you can't relate to somebody who doesn't have any flaws. Yep. I agree. I agree. So uh, I think we're probably, oh, I guess one thing that should be mentioned before we get done here, <laughs> that Arnold Schwarzenegger, while he was the governor, yeah, he had his sword. He had a sword in his office, which mm-hmm. I think is just amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I mean, it walking was, through security every day. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, don't worry about this, guys. It's a it's a paperweight. You know, yeah. or, oh, I use it. To, it's a letter opener. <laughs> it's like, the world's largest, <laughs> heaviest letter opener. Yeah, this is a you know, it's a fucking badass sword that he would keep in his office. I just think that's cool. And I guess I heard him speak about it before, and he was talking about how this was like one of his first major roles that really launched his career. Mm-hmm. 
So it makes sense that it kind of it has that pull with him, you know. Um, okay, so I think we're I think we're getting to the part where we wanted to do a little rulings on this, didn't we? Uh, wanna... We do want to kind of give this a few ratings. What, what, what was the what were the we wanted to go over plot, soundtrack, acting, cast, and visual effects? Yeah, I think that that was our that's going to be our basic criteria for each one of these movies. We might flesh it out a little bit in in future episodes, but for, in general, uh, that's kind of how we're going to rate this stuff. Uh, we're going to do it on a scale of uh, zero to five, I guess is what you would say. Zero to five, what exactly? Zero to five, and it's going to change for the movies. But for for Conan, we're going to do uh, camels punched, or punched camels. <laughs> punched camels. Punched camels. So this is how I rated it for plot. The plot's kind of generic. I mean, you can kind of customize it to your own because there's not a lot of dialogue. But I give it three out of five camels punched, or punched camels. Um, you want to go? What you gave it on well, plot? On plot, I'm gonna. I'm probably actually going to copy off you on this. Okay. As much as I love the plot, like there are some goofy parts. Like when, after he gets loose, you know, or after, after he gets loose, he happens upon this, you know, rock, rock, whatever. And then he falls inside the and happens to be to the tomb of crumb. Right. Yeah. Is what he says. And he gets the sword and, you know, he knocks some rust off of it. <laughs> it looks great. It looks great. It's, it's cool. And then right after that, he just happens upon a witch's den, you know, and then after he throws the witch <laughs> in the fire, the, uh, there's a guy outside that he didn't see the day before. Yeah. You know, which, which is, is suicide. And I guess, you know, maybe some of he's that, just the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> some of that, you know, was like, okay, maybe they wanted to push a story along, or maybe they kind of wanted it to be a little weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool. With, I'm actually cool with that. But because of like, there's parts that don't, that probably don't fit together perfectly. So yeah, I'll probably go with the whole, uh, I'll, I'll probably give it three out of five punch camels as well. Yeah. Um, next one, we'll go with soundtrack or, uh, the audio sound effects, I guess. Um, I give this one a five mostly because of the soundtrack, not so much on some of the sound effects, but, uh, soundtrack wise, uh, my favorite soundtrack of all time. Uh, there's some good ones that are up there with it, but, uh, my favorite soundtrack, listen to it, uh, so much. It's insane. So. See, I have to follow you again because the soundtrack is so amazing that I also give it five out of five punch camels. <laughs> The some of the sound effects are kind of goofy, like Definitely. the way when when Arnold falls and stuff, he'd be like, oh, you know, he'll be making all these dumb noises, or um, when they throw the when they throw Thoso's Doom's head, head off at the end, it does kind of sound a little. I'm not trying to nitpick it because I, I obviously I love the movie, but there are some places where there's some there's goofy some audio that effects. Sound for goofy, sure. yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're uh, what acting and casting. I don't know if we should do this separately. Because, I don't know, go ahead. Casting, casting they did it, I don't know who, to me, if you change anybody up in this movie, I think you ruin it. But uh, that's just maybe because I grew up with it. Um, the acting, I gave it a five. I know people are going to be like, are you insane with all the, you know, faces and effects that Arnold gives. But uh, just the way the, the movie was done, um, the way the characters are portrayed, I don't know that she could do it much better. I mean, I don't know about you. I can't see Stallone as Conan. Oh no, I can't. I can't see anybody else as Conan. Yeah, I like, mean, and that's what you show me one person. I mean, don't get me wrong. Momoa looked the part, but he was not Conan. No, no, yeah. he was. He was like social justice warrior Conan. Yeah, which that's is what, which is awful. Yeah, and and I like Momoa, man. Like I thought, you know, he did a good Momoa, job. Yeah, he's like, a good actor. Game of Thrones. He's he's done good. A good job. There's, there's a show on Netflix called uh, Frontier, I think. And he doesn't. He does a nice job in a lot of this shit. I really, I, I enjoy it. But 
he was not like, and I don't, I'm not even blaming it on him. I blame it on the directing. No, I blame it. Yeah, the script and the directing on that but, one. So, yeah, because in terms of the casting, man, when you have people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Earl Jones, Max von Sydow, Sandal Bergman, Mako, Jerry Lopez, who's, what was he? Uh, he's, he's a surfer. He's a surfer. Like, like, I, I would love to know how they came to get him in this movie. Yeah, and like, I can't. I, just I think I've field? even heard that before. Yeah, but um, so he's like a nobody, and they pull him in, and he fucking does an amazing job. Like in my yeah. character, the best character. Can you can you think of like I can't think of any flaws that, that character has. Like he, no. he is perfectly done. Well, I think how loyal he is. Movie. If nothing else, think how loyal he is. But I mean, like his acting, his sword yeah. play, his lines. I mean, it's and who the fuck is he? This yeah. guy's nobody. You know, in the main bad guys, uh, Ben Davidson and Sven Ol Thorson, who plays Thorgrim, mm-hmm. you know, for being like, uh, you know, the security force of Thulse Doom, perfect job. Like, so I, I have oh, to yeah. give it, I have to give that five out of five punch camels. With the acting, you know, some of the acting is a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll go four out of five punch camels because that's not, I know, I hate to, see, I hate to do that because if you mm-hmm. look at movies like Crawl, Dragon Slayer, Excalibur, mm-hmm. other fantasy movies from that time period, the acting in this is probably better than just about all those. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. So if it, if I was just judging it based on its time. Yeah, time period, I think you give it five out of five. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, yeah, maybe it doesn't hold up. Well, I still think it holds up today. Yeah. But maybe some parts don't hold up as well today. But I, I don't know. I love it. All right, so the last one is what? Visual uh, effects? Visual effects. I give it a four. Um, and really, that might be my bias just because of more recent movies. Uh, some of the effects. I don't think I think you have to do this film as a live action film. I don't think you could do any like if you remade this movie, I would hate to see it with CGI. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's why I give it four out of five. Uh, punch camels. The ghost scene's great. The set design, the props. I mean, almost. I mean, if you throw the prop in, you almost have to give it five. Yeah, punch it's, camels. It's, it's almost. It's really not fair because I mean, like the in terms of the visuals, like like the the, the costumes, I think are great because sometimes you get really hokey fantasy costumes. Yeah, this is subtle, looks realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, like he kills the well, wolves. There's and no he... plate armor because I mean, think about it. plate armor would have came much up. So it's it's all chainmail. Yeah, or uh, or very chainmail limited or... use of uh, I guess you would call it plate. It's not really plate armor, but yeah, um, I think they did a good, a very good job on the costumes. Obviously, the swords are amazing. Yeah, um, no, that, that, that's true too. The yeah. swords are amazing. The snake is sweet. Like in terms of that era, and, and them finding like some kind of mechanical beast that they mm-hmm. created, the the like the killing of the snake, perfectly done. Well, the snake, the, the vulture, the vulture, <laughs> yeah, the, the ghosts look. I mean, I, I love the I love the way the ghosts look, um, and the way when they built that temple um, out there in what was it? I think you said it was in Spain. In, in Spain, yeah, yeah, Madrid, Spain. Originally, it was supposed to be shot in Yugoslavia. Um, but it wasn't like they were supposed to do it all there and it ended up getting pushed back. All right. Well, I think that, so I think that's just about it, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. All um, right. It's probably about all we can hit. Yeah. I mean, we've, I could, we could both talk about Conan the Barbarian all day long. Like he's my, he's my favorite. I, I hate to even call him fictional cause he's probably real. Um, but he's my favorite <laughs> fictional character of all time. Like I can't think of somebody who, who I enjoy more or I try to collect more stuff of than Conan mm-hmm. the Barbarian. Well, and then he's just he, the influence that he has on, well, like, like you said, he influenced how we play video games yep. because of the characters we use and, and the way we fight in those video games. Uh, he just, uh, well, I guess not him, but the character uh, just influenced 
so much of what we talk about and what we do and uh, so it just had well, a big impact on us. And if you think about it, because the, the actual writing of this, being in the 30s, because I, I think uh, Robert E. Howard, he was born in 1906, died in 1936 from suicide. Uh, he'd, he'd already finished all by the time he was 30. All these, all these, I mean, at least up, up to that point. Mm-hmm. This was written before Lord of the Rings, because didn't he write that during World War II? Um, I, think, I think that was written during World War II. I honestly um, couldn't tell you So this is actually that. before that. Um, so yeah, yeah, this is, this is post, just post-depression. I mean, kind of... Well, actually, kind of, I mean, Depression era, yeah. and then going into World War Two. I mean... Yeah, no, it, so it it's extremely well done. I thought they did a hell of a job with this movie in terms of bringing Conan to life, and I know it's not perfect. It certainly isn't perfect, but they they put a lot of pieces together to make a really nice story. Yeah, and I, and I hope they make uh, the sequel, I guess, quote-unquote sequel is what you would call it. Uh, they keep talking about, I know every time they talk to Arnold... He keeps saying he's going to do, I think they call it King Conan. King Conan. I, I hope to God they do. I know they're supposed to be doing this Amazon show now. And I would love to see it out. I mean, I, I would love to see it. You know, And if he did the narration for it and that was it, mm. I'd be okay with it for that. I'm just hoping that if it, does, if it can do well enough, that they will fund another Conan movie and put enough money into it. Because the last Conan movie, I, th- I think it had like a $100 million budget, man. And they did... <laughs> Everything is shit. Like everything, everything in that is movie wrong. is worse than it was in Conan the Barbarian in 1982. Like the parents, and I, I love. Uh, oh, what's his name? Who played the dad in the, in the new? I one. know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Oh, who played Hellboy and all that different stuff? Yeah, I Ron Perlman. Yeah. I love Ron Perlman. I fucking love Ron yeah, Perlman. He's a good actor. Terrible in that movie. Yes, he like, is. Like his facial, everything was bad in that movie. Well, and, and if the you story the whole... made no sense. Yeah. The fucking ship that goes over land that never touches water that's just carried. <laughs> It, nothing makes any sense in that movie and the whole fucking everything's just jumbled and they put all that money towards it man just come on it's one of those things where i think i think the money they tried to put too many effects into it the money kind of killed the movie it's it's supposed to be ancient and gritty and dirty and look like yeah. it and you can't pre it up too much or it just looks fake yep so they just pretty it up too much all right, all right. I guess that's about. We're almost at an hour, actually. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> but this, I think this went pretty well, though. So I feel good about it. Um, all right. Well, I think we'll, that's about it for yeah. our for our second episode. We'll see you uh, next yep. time next, on the uh, Tree on of Woe Tree of Woe podcast. Next time we're gonna be what are we gonna be working on? The Legend of Zelda. Yes, uh, video game. Next time it'll be uh, our favorite video game of of the NES. Yeah. Of the NES, which uh, will be the Legend of Zelda. All right. Sounds great. All right. Bye bye.